Hello there, it's Connor from Unleash the Ghouls. Thank you for checking out the audio version of this episode. If you didn't know, you can also watch the video version of every episode over on YouTube. Just search Unleash the Ghouls and take your pick. In the meantime, sit back, relax and enjoy the show. Welcome one, welcome all, and welcome to Friday Fright Time, where every week I, Connor, along with my trusty sidekicks Kofi and Stu, dissect horror movies from throughout history, tearing our favourite, most memorable moments to pieces. This week it's episode one, your pilot episode, if you will, and this is a beautiful movie to kickstart a horror podcast off with, 1983's Microwave Massacre. So... You have got Donald. Donald is a construction worker. Every day at work, he's opening up his lunchbox and finding all sorts of oversized, disgusting food in there, which is being conjured up by his horrible wife, May. May is that bad a cook that Donald decides to confront her, but not like a normal husband would do and say, sorry, sorry, darling. I know you're trying your hardest in the kitchen, but you really need to get your act together. No, Donald decides to go a different route and kills her. Donald murders his wife and then goes one step further and eats her. (laughs) And then just for the rest of the movie is on this cannibal rampage. It's absolutely incredible. Can't wait to bring in Kofi and Stu and get chatting about this one. Microwave Massacre. How are we doing this week, lads? Not bad at all, mate. Hello. Good, mate. How are you? Yeah, I'm doing absolutely awesome. It's been a long fucking time coming getting Unleashed the Ghouls off the ground. (laughs) And what better way to get off the ground than with this fucking movie? Yes. (laughs) And it gets going right from the very start because, lads, in terms of an intro for a movie, (laughs) how hooked were you from the very, very beginning? I mean, this movie is basically everything that I'm about as a man. (laughs) So, from the get-go, heavy machinery and tits. (laughs) It was was wonderful. I don't know how you boys felt, but... I was uh, it, I was sold immediately. It's the fact that like it comes right after this sort of mummified head in the fridge, looking, like proper, proper cre- It looks like the fucking shrunken head from the night bus in Prisoner of Azkaban. It looks nothing like the actual head in the film either. No, it's, yeah. it's a totally All different woman. woman's head. <laughs> Luther goes from that and it's got a sort of serious intro to being like right lads got Jackie Vernon in this one starring in big pair of knockers yep it absolutely was absolutely crazy and what is with the girl who who was waving her arms like crazy <laughs> yeah, flicking them back just... and forth all over the place and that's what's get, what gets the attention of the guys who are at the construction site because they thought fucking yeah, Conor McGregor was making an entrance <laughs> it's absolutely fantastic and then all of a sudden it's like this little creepy sort of Mexican looking fella just sneaks (laughs) up behind her gives her a little fucking tap on the arse hey baby yeah yeah, exactly that it's like bad porn acting before instantly kicking into right full fist assault right up the fucking (laughs) Through, through a perfectly cut hole in a wall as well. Just, like, the construction yard's completely sealed off from, you know, potential burglaries or, like, you know, theft and damage, except for a perfectly shaped hole in the wall for 
her tits. Her size. Exactly <laughs> hers. It's absolutely incredible. But then, like, she's, like, you know, mourning away, and the fucking, like, guys from the construction site get, like, a look of her tits through the fence. It's the, um, the one guy who's, like, oh, sorry, guys, I need to go to the breastroom. <laughs> I have to go to the breastroom. I mean, restroom. Be right back. <laughs> <laughs> But then that guy clocks it and decides he's going to then race the other guy across the whole, <laughs> the entire construction yard. And for some reason, there's one guy who's just plonked himself in the middle of a construction yard to have a sandwich. And instead of going around him, because there's like 200 foot either side of the poor bastard, he just plows through him and just <laughs> sends him flying out the way. <laughs> it's completely unnecessary. You're on a building site. You've got acres of space to run It's literally out. a flat building site as well. There's just complete flatness with about four rocks on the whole site. <laughs> <laughs> the best part for me, the highlight of the whole thing is like, as soon as the first construction worker gets anywhere near the fence to grab a hold of these tits, the woman just backs off through the fence again and he, he like pops his arm through the little hole and is like, oh damn, she got away. Like a Scooby-Doo villain. He's like motorboating as he hits the hole, isn't he? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so if we go into the, the main character anyway, the main plot of this uh, movie, we, we've got our boy Donald. He is a, a guy working on this construction site as well. We get right from the off that his wife might be not the best in the kitchen when he unveils an entire cooked adult crap. Yeah, what is yes, with that? sandwich. Why would you have, like, the biggest loaf of bread in the world? I mean, it's not even a book. <laughs> it's like a giant circular roll, isn't it? <laughs> and, but in that is a full crab with shell on. Like, you've just put lettuce, <laughs> bit of mayo, full fucking crab. I'm sure one of, like, the other guys on the construction site as well points it out. <laughs> and he just, like, goes to Donald. What's that meant to be? A crab? <laughs> <laughs> what else does it look like? <laughs> Quite a common thing, I'm certain. <laughs> the culprit, by the way, behind this crab sandwich is Donald's wife. Boys, are we ready to talk about <laughs> me? She, me oh, what a woman. dick. <laughs> Hate her. Care to elaborate, Stu? She's just a fucking knob, isn't she? She's. <laughs> She wants to just cook gourmet food. I mean, the gourmet food throughout. I mean, I'm, like a, a whole crab and a fucking family-sized <laughs> loaf of bread is not gourmet, One is it? One piece of lettuce. Yeah, but she fucking <laughs> she cooks up these meals that look like absolute shit, which is driving poor Donald insane, right? Uh, and you know, he does the only thing that a normal human being would be, you know, doing in that situation, and and he he kills her. He decides to strangle her, but what we get is is just a view of his face staring as if he's trying to kill it like <laughs> then he bats her head in with a salt shaker he just keeps he's smacking her head for ages and ages and then we get up look at her face and it is completely undamaged <laughs> apart from a greeny grey tinge to her face yeah it's completely right. changed it's cause like Don Donald's like in a drunken rage and he goes ballistic like um oh what does he do he, oh, he like starts smashing up the house very very <laughs> gently he spits in her food Right, <laughs> he empties her vacuum cleaner all over the sofa. Oh, he tells man. her to shove her brand new microwave up her ass. Which will be a task because it's fucking eight and a half feet tall. <laughs> and then he pisses in the fruit bowl. Yeah. And then That's... and then she turns around and says, "Donald, there is something wrong." Isn't Donald, there? there is something bothering you. 
<laughs> I reckon so. Yeah, I reckon there is. Just before he goes to kill her, he has like a fantasy of killing her. With the bit where he's like got a samurai sword and he thinks he's going to kill her and then he, he kind of like he wakes up and he's just got a newspaper in his hand but then for some reason he just has this completely random seizure a seizure yeah, yeah. he stood up as and well he, during the whole thing yeah and he like he like collapses to the floor and then just gets up and goes and has dinner with her like, <laughs> like nothing's happened. Yeah. Just the acting levels in this, especially from yeah. our boy fucking Donald, because fucking the guy who played him, fucking Jackie Vernon, right? It, it was the original voice of Frosty the fucking snowman. What? <laughs> no what's way. he doing here? Was he? Yeah. The, the first like animated Frosty the snowman, it was him doing the voice. Like what? What happened to your career, mate? <laughs> why, why are you now shoving your wife in the microwave? But even his acting on. Because when he kills his wife, he's drunk as a fucking skunk, right? So then he, he is, fucking yeah. opens up the microwave in the morning, and he's like, oh, yeah, May's in the microwave. And then when he <laughs> realises he's like... He has another mummy seizure, doesn't he? May's in the... It's the way he's got that as well. With his comprehension anyway, because when he was at the bar, he was having a drink, and he said to the to the man at the bar, can I have... A double, but he was drinking a beer. <laughs> do you do you mean can I have two pints, please? Yeah, glass he just on. gets he has one glass and he gets two bottles. He's that's normal. <laughs> <laughs> Donald's level of intelligence is just so fucked. Like I, I love the fact that because his wife's cooking so shit. He decides, right, I'm going to eat dog food from now on, <laughs> right? He, he's, like, eating dog food sandwiches. I think Napoleon the dog's eating some, like, on the kitchen floor, and he's like, oh, yeah, that looks pretty fucking good, that. Yeah, but then, like, it cuts try. to a point later in the movie when his car is full of empty tins. <laughs> he's got a secret eater. <laughs> yeah, but, like... If, if you're doing this, clearly you're going to the shop to buy this as a substitute for eating your wife's food. Just buy normal food! <laughs> Did you boys happen to clock the uh, TV segment that leads Donald yeah, that, to... Oh. It wasn't even necessarily what they were saying. It was just that there's this guy who's, like, introduced as a doctor who's expert in knowing how to get <laughs> away field. with the perfect crime. <laughs> And then he pushes, which it, it starts to play like it's like a legitimate news story until the, suddenly a lot of swearing and they're trying to censor it, but the censorship keeps missing the swear words. So it's like, at one point, the interviewer just goes, what the fuck are you on about? But it goes, it goes what the bleep fuck are you on about? And the whole interview is mistimed. Our guest tonight is Brian Lewis, the noted criminologist who refutes the idea of such a thing as a perfect crime. Mr. Lewis, what the fuck do you mean? Simply this, Dodge. Bitch hasn't been born who can conceive a perfect crime. It's too fucking hard. Well, actually, that's not totally correct. A few years ago, there was a celebrated heist in England, which no prick could solve. You mean dick. Semantics. Are we going to get hung up on that or continue with this horseshit? Anyway, a half a million dollars worth of caviar was stolen. The thief was never caught. You see, he ate all the evidence. But unless you eat all traces of the crime, there's no way to... It's goddamn perfect.
It's all a of shit. That interviewer isn't the most unprofessional person in this film. Did you notice that almost anyone in any profession in this film is a <laughs> is an savage? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we covered so far then, we got to go into this. So we've had any, every person who's a construction worker in the city is a fucking nuts, for a yeah, start. I mean... Ah. Yeah. Uh, the barman is a complete dickhead. You got the the guy in the like the the hardware store. Oh my oh, god! Yeah, because yeah. like Donald goes in and he's like, right, have you got any of them like big bags that you dispose things in? Or try to get rid of his wife. And then like the, the scene happens and stuff, and the guy behind the counter just starts talking to himself. Karate chopping thin air <laughs> calls, <laughs> makes a fake phone call to the coast guard asking if the coast's clear before immediately yeah, putting God. the phone down again. <laughs> 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 What's going on? Oh, and surely you must remember the drive through. Oh, what a the drive through is, is amazing. It's how smug Donald is. Like, in, like. <laughs> It's like he's the it's the first like prank he's ever done and he's so chuffed with himself. Donald and the boys. I don't know why Donald's got boys now, by the Since he's become a cannibal, he's now made friends. <laughs> he's in the car with the lads. And he's talking through the little you know, the box where you place your order and he's like, Right, I want you to, to lift your skirt. I want you to unbutton your shirt, <laughs> stick your tongue out, and I'll have a coke or something like that. He's like, and yeah, then, with a coke on the side. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But then, like, the car drives past the window, and the check, the woman on the checkout's doing everything he says. <laughs> They're all giggling away. <laughs> yeah. And she's just stood there like, why the fuck haven't you took the coke? <laughs> I think there's an- another person who's a bit of an arsehole in the film, and it's Dr. Bloody Wonderful. Wonderful. Whatever his name is. <laughs> Oh, John, you got your name him. right there, Corf. Otherwise, you would have got put straight in intensive care. <laughs> yeah, that poor nurse. Like, she literally just like she. It looks like she's even trying to flirt with him. She's just like, Here, here's your paperwork, Doctor Wonderful. And he immediately, it's wonderful. And if you call me that, I'll put you in intensive care. Fucking <laughs> chill out, mate. <laughs> I, I don't know who want to flirt with this absolute fucking weapon, like because he's just, <laughs> like the nurse comes in and he's just playing darts on the back of his office door with syringes. <laughs> Yeah, but they're like, they're like comedically. One of them's like a comedically oversized syringe as well, isn't it? It's fucking massive. <laughs> yeah, man. It's like fucking Pulp Fiction level of syringe. Like, <laughs> it's fucking enormous. You've you've got a lot of oversized props in this film. You've got the crab. You got the syringe. I don't oh, know if I know. did I anyone know. else notice. Definitely. I think you mentioned what to me, Corby, before we started recording. What what's the oversized prop that you you enjoyed a lot oh, of? Oh yeah, that was so strange. He just after he <laughs> after he suffocates a stripper with a pillow, he just <laughs> That's a normal sentence. <laughs> he just yeah, pulls after over, he grabs a cigarette a and he's like, hmm, I'll have the smoke. And he pulls out the hugest lighter in the world, which has the smallest flame in existence. <laughs> it's so random. Before he actually murders her, she says she can do accents or something, I think. And, and he goes, oh, I don't really like Yugoslavian. Do you do any Yugoslavian? <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Who 
actually knows what a Yugoslav is. <laughs> like, did you notice as well that everyone, all, like all the hookers, in fact, not just the hookers, but everyone in this film, how quickly they either get knocked out or die? He like Very he smothers one of them with a pillow, and it takes literally about four seconds for her to pass out. <laughs> and then, but my 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 favourite one of them all is when May's sister comes around to check if May's okay. She turns up and um, Donald doesn't really want to like, you know, her, he wants her to go because he doesn't want to show that May's dead. And uh, she eventually fights her way to the, the, the bedroom and he's he's set like the severed head in the bed so it looks like May's asleep. So the, the, the sister goes... <laughs> I love that, by the way. It's like, <laughs> yeah. just, I'm not going to be like conspicuous at all. I'm just going to put my wife's dismembered head in her bed. <laughs> Greeny, grey, tinged head. It's not like in one of their movies where, like, you know, like a kid sneaks out of the bedroom, so they put like a basketball in and a wig. Yeah. It's like, no, I'm going to use my actual wife's head. <laughs> <laughs> but she, yeah, she goes in and she like strokes the head, and it kind of like falls to the side, and she realizes that it's a dismembered head, and she like screams. So Donald, at this point, realizes the only the only thing that he can do is kill her as well. He looks around for a weapon, and the only thing that he can find is a, is a bread roll. <laughs> so he goes to shove it in her mouth to suffocate her. He kind of gets her mouth, but then he drops the bread roll. I don't know why they just didn't do another take of the film. You know this. This scene where he didn't drop the bread roll, but they kept the one in where he did and kind of had to recover it. But God bless her, she still reacts like she's being suffocated with a bread roll that's now <laughs> more on her neck than it is mouth. <laughs> but he recovers it, and as soon as it hits her in the mouth, she's she's knocked out immediately. And that's that's her her gone as well, and she gets uh, thrown in the wardrobe for a bit. Did you also notice the complete lack of gore in the film? Except yeah. for, like, one scene where he's, like, sawing up an arm, and it just, like, all this blood is like comedically splattering all over his face <laughs> but for the rest of the film there's very little gore for a man that's chopping have... people up yeah it must have blown the entire 70 grand on that one blood bit and they're like oh fuck lads we haven't we haven't got enough money to do genuine death so i'll tell you what when we kill uh may it's just gonna be zoomed on fucking her on donald's face when we've got a naked woman lying on a slab getting mayonnaise spread up and down her fucking semi-naked body we're gonna imitate chopping her head off with a sword but then cut away as soon as it's about to hit <laughs> And when he does the... just, just as he's about to cut her as well, I think he sharpens his knife, but he's using a barbecue poker to sharpen his knife. <laughs> <laughs> no, <laughs> Sorry, Don, that's probably not going to do the fucking job. <laughs> Did you notice when he, when he says he's going to go to Chinatown to pick something up for dinner, and then... Like he says, he says later on that it was peaking chick, and uh, but, but when he's like carving her up, you don't see the body, but you just see like a like typical like geisha um, items on the kitchen table. There's like some chopsticks for the hair. There's some like geisha kind of glasses, and then there's like I a traditional like Chinese all. wig. It, on that, the way he smugly like later when it, his friends are, uh, he says they they ask him what's for dinner and he says Peking chick and they say don't you mean Peking duck and he's like it cuts to his face and he's like no, I mean <laughs> Peking chick. Let's just call it Peking chick. 
You mean Peking duck, don't you? No. I mean Peking kick. (laughs) (laughs) I just need to bring that up as well to the amount of shit puns in this film. Oh my god. So, what what have we already. Right, you see, yeah, the breast room we touched on. uh, Napoleon. uh, Donald's got little Napoleon on the floor. Napoleon, she called him. I'm gonna kick him in his Bonaparte. Napoleon, she had a call. I'm gonna kick him in his Bonaparte. Yes. <laughs> oh, he's not even hear that. And then there's like this. Donald's walking down the street, and then there's this folk band, but there's a woman dressed as a chicken. <laughs> and, and then the band just immediately walk off. So this chicken is not with the band. She's just some woman who's dancing to the band. It's <laughs> a chicken. But then Donald takes her back to his gaff. And she's like, oh, I thought you were a breast man, not a leg man. And all like all this sort of shit. It's like, oh, the writing in this film. Did you guys notice how fantastic the ending credits were in this film as well? Oh, my God. This <laughs> is like... This is what the opening credits of Star Wars wishes it was. <laughs> <laughs> so the, the entire, bit, oh mate, the entire credits are written like a menu for a start, right? But, <laughs> a French menu as well, even yeah. though there's nothing French in the film. <laughs> well, it's cuisine, isn't it? It's fine dining. It's <laughs> fine cuisine. fucking. That's what we were aiming for in this film. So. Uh, <laughs> But the people, because they've written it like a menu, people's roles are referenced like they would be menu items. But for some reason, there's people referenced as, like, Le Weirdo. (laughs) There's there's someone called Le Drunk. And there's there's some poor bastard that gets called Le Greasy Delight. Delight. I, don't I bet, I bet that's the was. guy with muscles who's like proper anxious. Oh yeah. Oh, I tell you who it could be. It could be the fucking gimp next door. Oh, oh that's a point I haven't man. even brought up yet. Oh, go for it. Segway. <laughs> Earlier on in the film, when there, uh, when Donald comes home, he gets out of his car, looks into a window next door, sees a half-naked woman go past, then a half-naked man go and chase her, then a third boy, like relatively <laughs> fucking good, Rick Astley here, lingerie. And he, he's looking out the window for a while, and he doesn't decide to shut the window till he notices Donald looking at him. Yeah. <laughs> but then he's like, oh, better, better close the window now that someone's noticed I'm here. That next door neighbour's fantastic the whole way through. She's just constantly something sexual related. There's, there's always a bloke there, and he, even when there's not a bloke there and she's just doing her gardening, she's digging a hole with a vibrator. Yeah. Which makes fucking... Yeah, oh my god, digging the... What a weirdo. It makes That's in the credits as well, isn't it? I'm sure the vibrator's credit. Yeah, like, they give, they, they mention the brand, like, where the vibrator came from. <laughs> <laughs> they also thank all microwaves in the world at the end. And then the, the last line reminds everyone to eat their friends. <laughs> yes! Wow. That is how you end a fucking movie like this. And it's also how you end a review like this. No, 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 Connor. No. That's not the end of the episode, what? my friend. And let me tell you why. So, <laughs> what? So every time I watch one of these films, I notice that there's something completely fucking random in there that looks out of place <laughs> or reminds me of something completely different. So each week I'm okay. going to make you a super special little edit for you guys to watch at the end of each episode to play us out. 
I am looking forward to this. Alright. <laughs> fuck it. Alright, Stu. Let's fucking Let's go, go. For it. So if you boys want to load up the video that I've sent to you, and you can enjoy it Play together. It <laughs> oh, yeah. Alrighty. <laughs> I just wanna fuck bitches. All nights I never had bitches. Now I'm all up in that ass bitches. It fits yes. so well. Yes. Oh, please do. <laughs> please do something like this every week. Every single week. This is happening friend. every single time. This is amazing. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm oh, looking forward to this. That is, that is, fucking hell. That's how you end a fucking episode one of UTG. <laughs> that is, yeah. Jesus <laughs> right, there we go. Cheers, Stu. Cheers, Kofi, for that as well, mate. No worries, my friend. So there we go. That was episode one of Friday Fright Time. Unleash the girls looking at 1983's Microwave Massacre. We'll be back next Friday for another film review. You can follow us on our Facebook where every day we're going to be dropping some emojis where you can look at them and you can try and guess what our next movie review is going to be. This is Connor signing off from Friday Fright Time on Unleash the Girls. Thanks to Kofi and Stu and we'll see you next time.